lost and rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. Well now, haven't you just stepped into the audio time capsule that is lost and rewound? I'll tell you, you have. And my name's Alon. I am your host and the producer of what I can't really be too certain of what is going to happen. But I'm very grateful that I get to host and be a part of this show every single week right here on Radio Free Brooklyn and only on Radio Free Brooklyn, might I add. If you want to be a part of Radio Free Brooklyn's community, you should totally reach out and sign up for the Radio Free Brooklyn newsletter if you haven't signed up for it. You should go and do that because it's only going to come to your inbox once a month because we are dedicated to a spam-free world, you know? So as you're, you know, going to the website at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, that extension is newsletter, and you also can check out our profile there and check out all of our past episodes on our profile page radiofreebrooklyn.org slash L-A-R and we're on SoundCloud, Podomatic, Spotify, iTunes, all the relevant platforms, you could say. Finally, don't forget to be listening to us on the go when we're doing our show live. There's a lot of shows that you could hear on the Radio Free Brooklyn app for Android or iPhone. Just go to the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android and download the Radio Free Brooklyn app. We're about to kick off another crazy week right here at the 3 p.m. slot. Let's do it. Give me a little bit more music in my headphones. We are joined by Will Hasty. Hello. We are joined by Catherine Dunn. Hello. And we are joined by Rachel Teichman. Welcome back. Hey. You just you you really just can't get enough of us, huh? Apparently not. That is a fantastic uh, piece of news that I have become privy to. Indeed. So welcome back. Such a welcome man. Welcome to move. the crew. Such a man move to put it on what there. Is? What? What I'm do you mean? In the middle of explaining Catherine. it, and you're interrupting me. Double man moves. Wait, okay, what fair. Is, you know what? what? I did just attack. I did just attack you when I thought you were attacking you. Ex- but please continue. No, no, I, I was not paying attention. Please enlighten me. What is the, the the commotion on the corner here? Oh, I'm just like you're making it sound like she's the one who can't get enough. Oh no, I. I would say lost and rewound can't get enough. Uh, th- this is very true. I um, think this could be argued fifty fifty. What do you think? <laughs> Yes, Rachel Tension. Oh my God, yes, from last week. So perfect. If you, the listener, ever are interested in joining in on this rabble-rousing experience here from the rec room in beautiful Bushwick, Brooklyn, then you should do so. Lost and Rewound at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. This week, uh, what do we even, what do we do? I mean, how do we even describe it? Um, I I love it here. 
It's it's very nice here. I can't. It's very nice to have you here, Rachel. It's very nice to have you here, Catherine. Elon. Thank you. It's just you put together a great crew. I'm very grateful that uh, in the worst absolute like time of the year, in my opinion, because in my you know <laughs> summer and I do not mix. I have I I mean I'm I'm here. I mean, you, you're like kind of talking to like sort of like a, a melted egg, like a fried egg right now. But yeah. normally I'm more sharp. You know, I'm like Elon, an actual so hard boiled egg. Summer is you on drugs. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, Rachel Lake Cook banging uh, a pot on me. I'm like a total sadist. I will say this. You look quite, for somebody who quote unquote does not go along with summer, you look pretty good, man. Hey, you I got, got the tank the fedora. top rolling on. The, yeah. And the fedora, dude, you're kind of pulling it off. You got the boat shoes. You know what I mean? Like, yep. You're pulling it all off, whereas I am sweating through my fucking shirt. That's because you're wearing the same shirt you wear all throughout winter. Catherine, what's your favorite no, no, accessory? No, no, no. I wear that plaid one. Shut up. <laughs> my favorite accessory of the summer, my fan. Your fan. Yeah, like you Yo can't break that out in the winter. Fair. I'm, I think I'm talking my more of, fan. of the apparel variety. Do you think you would like create a, a fan, um, like a shirt with with? fans so that you can just like adamantium claw style just like whip out a fan and just like have it on your shirt at all times i think this needs to happen because i hadn't thought about it until you asked wait why not that gives me a really strange picture yeah yeah me too why not like spider-man style like just an arm hanging over you or blowing air wolverine fans exactly but isn't that but like but like then they're not always there and like you got to move your hands whereas you could just be like boop deployed I have pre- or an I, Iron Man suit that of too. fans. Let's dig back a little deeper. Twenty years later, Alon, sure, he's wearing a fedora. He's unfortunately, you know, dealing ironically. With... I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, let's go back. Actually, tw- yes, ironically. Let's go back twenty years ago to uh, twenty years ago, Alon. Um, I have a tape in my hand. I haven't contributed a mixtape of this kind of caliber in way longer than um, I was expecting because at this point I think I, I think that I would have done it by now, but I did not. And here I am with a very brave and accepting crew to pick apart and ream out this entire tape. Okay, okay, what, what, okay, time frame? How old were you? And how is this stuff that has have, not been heard before? I have good news for you, Will. Tell me. I'm not looking at the tape right now because it's in Catherine Dunn's hand. Holy shit. Various That's artists, what that is? Poetry Slam. What oh, does it my say? God. What, what's the description of Poetry Slam on the back? Uh, most importantly, that the date and time is 6... Nope. 3-16-99 at 9.30. 9.30... A.M. or P.M.? I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let me say. Let I'm going to go with P.M., this was a mixtape that I produced. Okay. One of my first produced mixtapes. First off, Elliot Smith and Uncle, rock on, man. I mean, we're going to listen to all of these, and we're going to treat this as a sort of mixtape poetry slam, if you will. That's what it's called. Because is it the actually a mixtape is it actually? Is there any poetry slam on that at all? No. Other than considering the songs a poetry slam. So, in my head. Every single mixtape that I was making in high school had to have a theme or some kind of through line. And the through line for this one was I basically took all of my personal albums and found a song from that album that I thought conveyed poetry or more like poetic (laughs) lyrics. What? And so all of the songs on this album, on this mixtape, this 90-minute mixtape that we'll listen to clips from and we'll 
not listen to the whole song, but we'll listen to like highlights and we'll, you know, listen to a few and then we'll talk about what we heard. And that's basically what this show is going to be. I'm not going to look at the mixtape and ask the title, but I saw Uncle and so I'm just going to assume. God knows you lonely souls. Well, we'll we'll have to find out, huh? Oh, you asshole. Listening party, go.
first song, I actually, as I said to you earlier, I really want a copy of this mixtape now because I feel like this, but just to see inside Elon's, like, what would you noggin, have been in 1999? No, how old would you have how been? How old so you're would six I have years been? Older than I would me. have been 17 later in the year. Good this God was, damn. I was 16 in this uh, era. Um, yeah, I definitely want a copy of this mixtape, but for nothing else, just to see that. Uh, the insight into you. If nothing else, write down all the songs and I'll fucking download them tonight. But yeah, like, dude. that's that's a that you know that's a. Thing. I was a very private mixtape maker because not a really? whole lot of my friends. I think the only time that my mixtape was copied was when my cousin Zach was staying at the house to look after our our uh, cats while we were in France, and he found my mixtape of which was entitled. Oh God, what was it? It was not. It was. Mind candy. <laughs> okay, first what off, what is on that? Mixtape? Totally associate with that. With naming a fucking mixtape that title, I've only ever known you as somebody who was actually like quite proud of your old tapes, and I've never considered the proud? possibility that you were not. Yes, I mean now quite. Pr- Elon, we're on a radio show that is dedicated to showing old of your creation that is dedicated to showing old home movies and tapes. It shouldn't have to be pride. I think it should be, uh, you know, something of value that, you know, you can remember anything and, you know, being able to hold on to things that are important to you. And obviously, but that's subjective because, you know, everything is important uh, to everybody in a different way. Um, And not everything is of importance in the first place. I had simply never considered. I had with your older tapes, but I had not with 16, 17, and 18 year old Elon that you would have any type of fear over the, or whatever, that you would, feel the way a normal teenager would. What I like most about this collection of songs is that it's pretty obscure. Is it? Yeah. What do you mean I obscure? Mean, I mean, I'm, I'm listening. Wait, what? Like, I knew, like, one of them. Sure. But it's like, I guess the genre is unusual. It might be because they're not necessarily singles, because if, that, if I had picked up... Uh, Airplay Busters, which is another uh, mixtape of mine that would have like had all the. What does that action. mean? Yeah, what the fuck? I was literally like, I thought you were saying that as a band, and I was like, yeah, nope, that's pretty fucking like, obscure. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I, I, I screwed up. I really thought it would be a waste of time to bring every single one of these tapes that, full disclosure, I found while I was uh, visiting family recently upstate. And nice. yeah, I just found these tapes, and I was just like, oh my God, like we could have a whole show just reading all the descriptions. Which would be funny. And that could always happen on another show. Yes. I think that's the next show. <laughs> I think so too. Catherine. <laughs> how many can you remember? Remember? <laughs> how many do you have your hands on? That's the question. Oh, no, no. That, that shouldn't be. It's it's a lot harder to name all of them. But I could safely say that I do have all of them. I want to hear them. Yes. Damn. Okay. I can think of maybe like the ones I just named. And then I'd have to really like dig deep and spend way more time thinking aloud. And uh, that would be a waste of time. Wow. So then we need some sort of promise or setup that we are going to, you are going to collect these and bring them here. I and we are going you. to read them or go over them. Semisonic California was the song we heard. Pre- the last song in, we in heard. The order, yeah, the last song we heard from their fantastic album, Feeling Strangely Fine. That's uh, a great song title. It really is. What? Fuck me. The one you just said. That's the album feeling fine. strangely uh, fine. But it's a still lyric. that's still great. It's a very good lyric that he wrote. Uh, and he made it the uh, in a, a song. I think she's got it all worked out. I think that's the way. Yeah. Anyway, point is called Goldfinger, of whom I've mentioned before, and actually uh, 
Catherine, you were here with Tyree and I and Sean over the phone, and we were reminiscing about Goldfinger, uh, a band that I followed in high school. Garbage, which is really, I, I must admit, I'm a little ashamed that it's the only um, woman rock or women associated rock that's on this tape it's all a bunch of dudes from here guys i'm sorry as i was listening really that happens as i was listening i was wondering uh if this was about a chick you liked somehow <laughs> really yeah what what made you the put trick this is on? to keep breathing what that was the name of the that was the name of her the song oh okay. by garbage well i believe you i'm not kidding i might actually go buy an album by garbage now i actually kind of enjoyed that song First song in that set was Soul Coughing the Incumbent, uh, which is the final track off their last album, El Oso, which it sounds like a closing track, honestly. Mike Doty's a very enigmatic fellow. I appreciate his past work. He took a lot of drugs when he was younger, and it made him take uh, a lot of amazing risks as a musician and well, as a, a, quite a, a writer and just ridiculous shit. Some is of the he- most. Amazing stuff. He's flaming. Is he on RFP? <laughs> he, he really is. I feel like his, he's got a thing on RFP. I know his name from something hey, on RFP. Hey, Mike Doty. You're is listening. that him? <laughs> yeah, that's the same guy. Really? Soul coughing, yeah. Wait, he's what? on your thing, this mixtape? Mike yes. Doty. Wait, wait. Mike Doty is the from RFP. Oh, my God. I never put that together. Yes. Wait, I'm so confused. Holy shit! Let's let's wait to go, Mike. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about this and more, and we're gonna as we listen to the next set, which is getting kicked off by Radiohead. Badass. I saw was a pretty blonde 
is funny, but not ha-ha funny Peculiar, I guess You think I got it all going my way Why am I such a fucking mess? Don't you know that I said that you fell Let's put a place in the spaces that we shut for the deal I steal fears from reals, but I pay no respects Pay a compliment and this is indecipherable I ruined really? it. I know. Really? I know. Really? You don't know the name of that band out of Portland? You, that okay, that band in Portland, and especially the one song, um, My Daddy Gave Me a Bill. I know, I know, I know. It's one you had the floor. You had it. No, no, I You're almost taking, I told you to wait until I remembered the, rug the fucking band from name. And really what I meant was the song. And I'm gonna give Rachel the no, rug no, no, now. No, I, oh, wait, wow. Oh God damn it! Evercleer song. What was their you most favorite to hear song? Their most Father of mine. That's it. That's it. That was what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Is it their most famous song? Yes. I don't even know if that's Everclear. That, it, it is. It is. My daddy gave me a bill. Bound down down. That's literally Father of Mine. Rachel, thank you. What is your opinion of that song? You wanted to hear the whole thing. I wanted to hear the whole thing. Can we go back and hear more Everclear to hear the rest of the of one of the songs that is on the album, Father of Mine? For uh, what it will be worth, we will, once this recording session has finished, get a chance to listen to it. Listeners, you get this option. We don't. The song uh, by Everclear, of which we just heard, I have not heard, I do believe, uh, I have not heard it since 2000. I don't think I've been lis- I've listened to that. I've heard it on and off maybe like six or seven times. Maybe I don't think I've ever heard it. Never. Are you serious? So much for the Afterglow. Really? A really great album. Yeah, but that I have was not It's quite to an it. amazing album. It yeah. had quite an effect on me, I Damn. have to say. Damn. That was amazing. Yeah. That was... Uh, no, yeah, Elon, very, let, me, let me just paint this picture. That set was crazy. I, dude, I would listen to that song. I would listen to that album as I was like half awake, half asleep on the way to Big Deal Swim Meets in high school. So like amazing. it was my comfort song at my highest moments of terror. Fun. At my highest moments of phoning it in. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Thanks, Kath. Thanks. What was your opinion about that song, Catherine? Um, I didn't know it was Everclear. Who did you think it was? I think I said Weezer. Okay, every, well, I have some he, you feelings did. about it. Talk, please, like, please, please. For my first time hearing that song, as far as I know, like it was like a weird country thing, where 
country wasn't turned totally into money. Right? Like right how like how it is now. Completely like it was still completely. like slightly interesting and non ironic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with that. And that there is a definitely that appeal that they were going for on this album. It was like they were experimenting with a lot of different themes on this album, on like the album that uh, made them famous with uh, Santa Monica, which is an awesome karaoke song, I will say. Um, but just a really fun time. Wait, why am I blanking on Santa Monica? We can live beside the ocean, leave the far behind, come out of the breakers, watch the world die. But it was still a little bit ironic. What? No, I only knew that as a purely ironic song. But it uh, sounds non-ironic. Not I think that's what I'm fascinated by. I that's, heard the, that's, tr- that's where the irony comes from. I heard the truth yeah. about you, and it really doesn't read at all like the whipping stick you raised me with, a sick, scared woman in a private hill. Can you tell that the entire album is about his dad? Maybe. A lot of songs are. Father of album. mine. <laughs> <laughs> the whole set in general was like some... I start, I actually started to get like really into like the whole poetry thing. Flow and prose, I mean, of course, keeping it thematic and also R.I.P. MCA all these years later. Oh, that's come a fantastic... On. Look, that song of all the songs that I could probably say from Hello Nasty, which this album... You are such a 90s white boy, Elon. You, you are such a 90s white boy. No, <laughs> that is incorrect. Yes, of course. <laughs> that's all I had to me. I was nothing else other than just that because I was but a little hatchling. Um, The Eels (laughs) was like a huge phase. I think I brought that up actually um, on that episode with Tyree and Sean calling in, uh, which we were chatting about uh, my friend Manu, who I went to high school with. And uh, she got really into The Eels because I played her this album. And oh my God, the lyrics on this album are like really super like depressed because you talk about an album getting what you were saying will mm-hmm. about everclear's album probably being like somewhat involving his dad this guy's mm-hmm. dad and his sister both died within like the same year and he wrote this incredible what? album that was just like so so depressing but so beautiful at the same time we also heard in there massive attack and radiohead rachel right. that was yeah. your rachel that was your first time listening to no surprises by radiohead right? oh hell yeah yeah amazing how mm-hmm. did how did how did it uh come off after hearing it for the first time, an album that was so seminal. It sounded more professional indie than anything to me, but Ooh, in a yeah. good way. Professional indie. But well, in no, a good like way. Talent capability, like, a, like yeah. a couple layers above the other things we heard. There's w- plenty more to go, and we will continue playing all of that plenty after this quick word from RFB. We're having a, a good time here in the rec room for this listening party of a mixtape from 1999. Lost and Rewound, Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. We are in the middle of a very, very amazing mixtape listening session. An incredible look into your fucking past. Yeah. It is. It's pretty wild. I'm, 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 I'm tripping a little bit. 
I dude, how are you not nostalgic as fuck right now? That Everclear song actually was what did it. Like it broke me. Like I was keeping it pretty cool, but then like once that song, I was like, oh fuck. Um, okay, I heard one opening bar of closing time, and I was back. You know what I mean? I was back in middle school. Is that why your eyes were tearing? No. You looked like you were crying. Will you, no, will no. You, the record. Don't well, say that accusatorily. You, you forget that we are in the summertime, a time that is of huge uh, discomfort for a gentleman like myself, of whom has far more body hair than he'd like to admit. <laughs> and therefore, it's uh, that of which uh, my tearing is probably having something to do with the fact that I'm sweating, even with a very, very good AC. <clears throat> it, that I'm could cold. always be better. What? I'm cold. It's cold in Seriously? here. Yeah. I'm wearing this jacket, like not for fashion, but because it was cold. You know what also happens here in the rec room? Podcast. Yeah. The rec room is host of the Radio Free Brooklyn Teen Squad Live, part of an after school program for local teenagers designed to learn media literacy through media making using a hands on approach guided by local professionals. Uh, if you're interested in participating or donating to the program, you should do so at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash teen squad. Local teens. It means teen squad. The teenagers of whom the teenagers of whom would come in here would be flabbergasted to see the fact that I'm playing music from a device of which I can't believe I have. Well, actually, not the device. The device is just a like a. Hey, man, we both remember recording on audio itself, my friends. CD it is what it says. This is clearly uh, a with Sony. a graphic on the fucking case. This yeah, I love it. supposedly it was to make CD sound quality on a tape. I guess that was their thing here. CD That's sound an quality. Interesting twist of technology there. The the next four we're going to be listening to uh, for the purists out there who are listening to a tape of which is you know not exactly we did side one on the first half and side two on the last it's only me don't worry about it is uh, the <laughs> fact that the last two and the first two of side A and side B respectively are going to be in this so you could hear the second song of which is the last song theoretically for that side and then the third song is the uh, opener. Tear you down, 
Okay, uh, that next song <laughs> said it reminded you of The Doors. I thought it was the end. You thought oh. it was the end? Yeah. Really? It doesn't sound like that to everybody else? No. I mean, it but has a little bit of it. Has, it has like a much, much softer Let me feel. ask you this. Does The End have a sitar in it? Because I don't I remember. I think so. Okay. It's a 10-minute song, so it was a good chance, but I just don't remember that part hmm. of this 10-minutes. Rachel, I saw you commenting a little bit on that first Pulp song that we were listening to. Oh, and that yeah. Sound like a friend. Yeah, so I had this like weird flashback of around eight years ago. I got really into pulp for like a day and a half. For a day and a half. Yeah. It was like a very specifically brief period of time. Wait, online yes. friend, IRL, what was the deal? I don't know. Yeah. No, you how'd you come across the song? I just, what I song just did. did I don't know. I was probably like, I have no idea. It was just one of those moments where I went searching for music and then got into something and then forgot about it. Sure. Oh it sort God. of like is yeah. in this microcosm of Brit pop that was in fl- just like flaming all over the place. Yeah, I know you love the word flaming. Yeah, flaming's great. <laughs> <laughs> so it's flaming across the the US of A. Yeah. All that Brit pop, that oasis that you're going to be the one pop. that saves me and blur and uh pulp was definitely in that whole thing too. I miss pulp completely until about 2007. I got to see them live probably around that time, maybe a little later. Are you serious? Yeah, no. I, Where? It's here in New York City. Um, oh, okay. I was and, and like, I don't know. Maybe we can go around and talk about uh, the last time that we went to a concert where we saw somebody we had never seen when we were younger, but when we finally got to see them as an adult, that was basically my big one was Pulp. Weird Al. Radiohead last year. Weird Al like a week ago. 
God Fuck damn. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Still haven't seen Weird Al live. That's a travesty. Neither have I. Oh, Jesus. Travesty. I'm happier to see it now as an adult than as a kid because I really appreciate it. That's awesome. Yeah. Catherine? Something you went to as a child and are going to again or just something you would have wanted to go to as a You would have wanted to go to probably when you were younger. And it's a show, like a concert? A music mm. apparatus. I don't go to enough of them. Ooh, okay. Yeah. That's so fair. I will say the most recent one that I went to was, and I already forgot the band name, but <laughs> it's the one that like Nirvana stole Come As You Are From. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That would be amazing. What? What? I guess I have to look this up again. I forgot. Yeah, I don't remember this? what they're yeah, called. Yeah, it's definitely like worth the Google search. But if yeah, you just that say is like a good Google search. Come As You Are Stolen From, like it'll yeah. come up. Yeah. Come right on. As you are. Also in that set, we had Fastball, Sweetwater, Texas. That sounds like it was the final song that nobody wanted to stick around for on <laughs> all the main money, all the pain money can't buy. And uh, I actually did very much like that album. So I'm not hating at all because that was some good power pop. And then uh, Elliot oh, yeah. Smith was in there. Mr. Uh, Elliot Smith, rest in peace, sweet Adeline. Uh, I love the line personally. My favorite part of that song is waiting for sedation to disconnect my head or any situation where I'm better off than dead. How come <laughs> Pretty good, actually. lightning crashes isn't on this? I think I had already expired it. Uh, it's usage on another mixtape from previous uh, years. A placenta falls to the floor. <laughs> a placenta falls to the floor. I love that. Lightning <laughs> We need more placenta. Well, I just just before we lose pulp, I just want to say there's such thing as good structure, but there's no but like there's no such thing as good music. It's mostly, especially with stuff like this, it's what you associate it with. So I love the song Like a Friend by Pulp because it was the season finale ender of Venture Brothers. And I loved that show so much and associated with the character so much that I became that that song now has meaning and effect for me. And when I hear it, I get an emotional reaction. Same thing with most of the songs I liked in lower school and high school. Because I associated them with some aspect of my life and something that I directly associated them with for whatever random reason. And so though like that type of nostalgia is what I love because yeah. it's such a look I remember when into Ver your true self. Yeah, Verve Bittersweet Symphony was the oh closer God, to yes. Cruel Intentions. And at that point, I had already liked the song. And then when it was used, it kind of lost a little bit of its appeal to me. And Maybe that's just because... It's an incredibly repetitive kind of boring song. Well, but, well, it's just about the fact that like you have a song that you associate with, right? When you're growing up, like you yeah. love this song. For wherever you found it, however you found it, it means something to you. Copacabana then, by Barry Manilow. What? <laughs> has been a defining song in my entire life. Are you serious? And it's used am, in many commercials, probably, I'm sure. Bum, bum, uh, recently, bum, I heard it on a commercial, Copacabana. but that's not where I got it from. Where, where did you get it from? My mom used to play Barry Manilow in the car and I just along with maybe six other CDs in rotation and I just got really into Barry Manilow for whatever mm. reason and it's wonderful. I get and, yeah, and so like to bribe us into behaving, she would promise like if we behaved, she would for me she would put on Barry Manilow or Three Dog Night. <laughs> and like that worked on me so I would oh behave God. so I could listen to Barry Manilow I'm not kidding that's how I got into the Beatles that's amazing aren't those so nice because you just like feel safe yeah. you know yeah 
it's one that's one of a kind kind of feeling you, you having that uh, association from the music that uh, your parents play for you or have around Billy Joel was that for me I've talked about that before on the show about Billy Joel's mm. greatest hits volume one and two that one too oh. that's huge for me I got a lot of Billy Joel but it's only really we'll, three we'll, songs we'll, we'll compare notes off air about our dance routines because I'm sure that we must have had similar oh boy maybe maybe not dance routines yeah i was sort of in the same boat there Eli. sorry it's okay <laughs> we can go to that talk about that we, we revisit that beauty, baby, would be movie queen. In 47, it seemed like heaven it she beat it to the island from romance and dreams the papa got so top and block well
sorry. I heard. I would I, not have put that on a mixtape. You would I don't not know have, why. You know, that's a perfect amount of shade that Will Hasty would throw, and I applaud it because <laughs> I would probably agree Wait, do with I, I'd never throw shade. No, it's I agree. poetry. I, I like that song. So... This I'd is, have to be a very it would have to be a much, very specific association. Like the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. I'll put that on any CD. That's because I have a very specific yeah. association with it. Well, the Juno soundtrack. Yes. The artists there of the swing variety. There's you can't you can't have two swing artists in a four song set. That's just it's like Why overkill. Not? You didn't space it out, man. You get a four. <laughs> you can have exactly four artists. or exactly zero. So that swing revival I totally bought into and uh oh. God. Yeah. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, Cherry Pop and Daddies had that song there called if Here Comes the Snake. you name the name of the bands, I'm not going to have any idea. Cherry Pop and Daddies had a song called Zoot Suit Riot. Yep, love Riot! it. Love it. Throwback Zoot Suit Riot. Riot. Throwback so, a bottle of beer. Our friend Ryan Reich, who's been on the show uh, multiple times in the past, had uh, a really funny uh, rapport with me about this album that it came off of called Zoot Suit Riot as well. And uh, all of the song titles he thought were euphemisms for really like salacious and inappropriate dick jokes i hope that's not well i hope that's not mythos i hope that's real because that would give me so much more respect for that band zoot suit riot is the name of the song or the first song and then the ding dog daddy of the d car line when i change your mind (laughs) here comes the snake mr white keys here comes the snake is a little on the nose isn't it come back to me brown derby jump dr bones Pink Elephant, Master and Slave. Pink Elephant sounds cool. Drunk Daddy, No Mercy for Swine, Cherry Pop and Daddy Strut, and Shake Your Love Maker. That was a 14 Shake songs. Your Love Maker. All 14 songs that could be somewhat uh, put uh, spun around to sound dirty. Yes. Yes. Eat. Yes. Yes. If you spun your <laughs> love maker around, it'd be your poop shoot. <laughs> so- it's true. Poop shoot riot. The riot. Throw back a lot of logs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what else was in there? We heard uh, better than Ezra under you. Royal Crown review, and I think this 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 set just sounds like a bunch of songs I was just trying to like force in because like I really like want to mm. put songs other than the better than Ezra song. I think like the Girls Against Boys and the Royal Crown review. Like I was just like these are albums that are terrible, but I want to <laughs> make something include. I want to include does this, them. Does this ring true? You you start making a mixtape, and then after a little while, you sort of get your you just you're like your mood has changed, and so you get to other songs, and you sort of hear them, and you're like, yeah, that sounds fun. You just this sort of put it on. Pass. This is filler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. I find that when like I'm doing something or booking something, I'll be like, no, they're not good enough, and then like it'll get closer and be like, please do it. Yeah. <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> that's, that's pretty. Yes. We have one more set of songs to listen to, and then uh, we will have our final thoughts. Everything's love till you find out the price. You're saying you're sick of the same routine. Can't separate life from the thoughts. 
and take a look. Split from the scenes when you thought you got a grip. The truth you lost steam. Kick starts your game, but you can't find step in the place that's stood with a bit more pep. Little less rep, secret well kept. Made the way you need every night you slept. Heard it all before, can't believe it came true. Hard to see with a good party or two. What you gonna do? Listen to your crew, should've took a better look at who's sleeping. A thousand other boys could never reach you. The world spin beneath you and scatter like ice from the spoon. So holy, yeah, it's it's real in here. Okay, so again, I don't think I've ever heard that song. Yeah, and I feel like is this was this really well known at any point? It was because it had a crazy video. I feel like this song is the absolute intro to the emo movement of the early two thousands. You think so? Yes, because not all emo music is rock. Or pop it's not any one genre and so it started out very all mixed together and i feel like that captured the attitude of emo interesting radiohead mm-hmm. is hugely influential it is hugely influential emo. oh the was song? that radiohead well, no it was not singer but radiohead looking oh, okay looking, yeah it was this it was a, a song featuring tom york from radiohead it's dj shadow it was a hugely yeah. influential uh, DJ, DJ DJ Shadow in the late 90s. Made, he made my 
number one album of all time. What like, is it? Entru- Whoa! Introducing? Really? Oh my goodness! Introducing is gorgeous. Introducing is your it. favorite album of all time. Is if not one of the top three. I mean, it's a hmm. spellbinding album. Um, nothing he made after came close. I really appreciated some of his later work, but that album is like upper, upper echelon. I but Science Fiction by Dish Uncle Adam. was a really far fucking out album that I would highly recommend. Science Fiction is an amazing out, album. Came out it's in '98. Um, album. But yeah, that's what it was. It was like a concept album that he did with James Lavelle. Well, that song that we just did was certainly Flamin' Emo. Flamin' Emo, video directed by Jonathan Glazer. You should definitely, uh, out there, whoever has not seen the video, definitely check it out. It's super trippy. Never Never Land, did that ever hit your radar, Elon? What is that? It was... In, it was an uncle. It was another uncle album. Oh yes, no, I never 90s. listened to it. I heard some songs, but not the whole thing. So it wasn't as flaming. Not as flaming. Nope. <laughs> um, we heard Smashing Pumpkins in there with a song called Annie Dog. We did. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I I like Smashing Pumpkins. They've got cred, dude. How Smashing Pumpkins? Were you curious when Rachel said the obscure songs? Like all of these are people you know, bands you know, but the songs people might not know. Precisely. When but you, you were like, what do you mean? Oh, I guess I don't. I wasn't sure if it was obscure genre versus obscure songs. Oh, but okay. You, but no, but you were absolutely oh, correct. Fair. And the more I listen to this, the more I'm like, you know, there is a lot of obscure songs. None of these songs were necessarily, if not at well, all, played on the radio. I would so, say, of course, they're obscure. Wait, wait, Have but in the heard? 90s, they would be directly described as alternative. They would not necessarily be described as That's unknown. That's fair. True. That's very True. fair. Yeah. And in all the songs on this album definitely go uh, above and beyond in terms of like bending genre consistency. It's like there's rock, there's swing, there's um, propeller heads. But that set was featuring the the Jungle Brothers. That's their uh, a lot of it's so funny. A lot of these songs, I feel like now that I remember, were closers. I found like a lot of poetic poetry in the closers for a lot of albums that i owned well there is there in most albums there is a sort of tradition of the last song being a the longest and b the most experimental yeah true the incumbent by soul coughing last song of the album um semi-sonic california last song of the album Mm -hmm. um I'm pretty sure that pulp like a friend is the last song of the album the fastball song last song of the album i have no Um, idea but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the only other one other than that one would be the Uncle song we just heard in that last set. So a significant right. amount of closing songs to albums. Um, there was like a lot of poetry in that, supposedly, for me. I don't know. It's called Thomas Poetry York- Slam, man. Thomas York is a terrifyingly capable poet. So Sure. Like, he would, so yes. Thank I you w- for coming to his defense, Will. What? He's, what? He is? He is. That's not, <laughs> that's not even a defense. Are you kidding me? That's just a statement of fact. <laughs> What have we been able to ascertain from this hour of LNR where we've been listening to the excerpts of songs from 1999 Woodstock, New York? The doors were ripped off. Sure. I mean, everybody's yeah. been ripped off, right? But especially music. But like it's, um, but I don't know. I mean, I I was quite nostalgic and quite moved. I really want a copy of this mixtape if no, for nothing else to see. Into How many other on. copies am I making other than just the one? Just the one? No one's. Make a playlist. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, the playlist. I would listen to it. Put it on Cam Frog. Yeah, I can put. I can. Yeah, I can make that happen. <laughs> You're uh, cups Do five it. eight three eight on. No, cups five five eight. No five, five, capital eight. letters. Cap cups five five eight. And Catherine is Trixie Star with yeah, two, two R's. Sluttier. And why the dog? I'm you on can, Instagram now too. You are on Instagram officially, Rachel, as official, official cups. Official oh cups. hell yeah! Hell oh, yeah! Fucking yeah! I'm describing you right uh, now. And on Instagram, you can also find Will probably a lot of updates of Jesus what will Christ. be. 
uh, for the Polarity series. Indeed, on uh, will.hasty or polarity underscore official. Indeed. You can check out Catherine here every Saturday from 3 p.m. to 4, as well as 7 to 8 with uh, Victor Vernado on the Dunstan Hour, and the latter being uh, Faceboy and Juno with uh, the Art Star Scene Radio. Correct. You can also check me out Sundays at NYC Talent Show, a place where we pay you to perform. You know, yeah. if Camp Frog decides to. Exactly. <laughs> Camp Frog is like our unofficial like uh, place that we, we now have outside of the regular fair of social media. I am not in charge of it. I don't know what's going on. It's Neither a wild well. story out there. The women around the table here do know what is happening. I, for one, do not. It's crazy, I'll tell you. It's like a desert and there's a standoff and that's Camp Frog. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for being so uh, generous and kind with your time on this hour. I'm Alon Danziger. And I'm Will Hasty. I'm Catherine Dunn. I'm Rachel Teichman. You'll hear us here next week from 3 to 4 p.m. only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Lost and Rewound signing out. It's Can hard. you define for me version 2.0? That's the second album title. Oh, okay. With Push It. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Push It. I'm helping. <laughs> push It Good. <laughs> Different Push It. Still do the garbage version. No. Oh, that'd be over hilarious. what we're doing. That'd Go. be the dun 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 na 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 na